For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey guys. That's a little hockey. I see you looking at me. That's the best number three I can do. That's it. I can't do any better. Love to obey the button. There's three of us. Kelly, Paul's here. And uh, I'm going to say it's quick. That means it'll be very long. Uh, next episode, my buddy Mike, Mikey D from the Orange Black Pack, will be on. We'll talk about the team that we love to hate because they hate us so much. Uh, so that's a two week. So tonight, it's just me, Paul, and Kelly, as usual. And it's really going to be the Paul show at first because I know we touched the. Uh, <laughs> I know we touched upon it a little bit um, on on Stadium Journey, but uh, you kind of kind of were the master of ceremonies this past week at the NWHL Finals. Yeah, I guess I, you could say I had my coming out party. Uh, if you've listened to the show before, you know that I am on my many jobs. One of them is that I'm the public address announcer at Warrior Ice Arena for the Boston Pride. So this past weekend, the NWHL hosted the Isabel Cup Finals. After seven weeks, I think it was a seven-week delay, they originally had tried to hold their season, their entire season, up in Lake Platte, New York. Yeah. But <laughs> everybody caught COVID. And, yeah. I, and I'm really not exaggerating a whole lot when I say that. I know that uh, 16 members of the Pride is what I heard caught COVID. One of the, one of the teams came in positive. And since they were all staying at the same place, not a bright idea in a bubble, it went through all the teams. And uh, they ended up having to suspend the tournament right before the playoff portion of it, the uh, semifinals and finals. So they reset, and instead of canceling the season, they were able to bring it to a conclusion this past weekend. And the best part of the restart was that they were able to get it on national TV, or keep it on national TV, on NBC Sports Network, and because of my position, I was fortunate enough to be asked to do the PA for the tournament, which I did. So I made my national television debut. It's actually pretty cool to watch it back when the uh, the announcers throw it down to you and give you the shout out. Now we're gonna throw it down to our public addresser, Mark uh, Paul Baker. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it, it Paul's on. Kelly Paul's on. <laughs> Yeah, I, I gotta say it was a thrill for me to be able to to watch it and hear myself on TV and I, and not screw it up too badly. 
Well, uh, the funny story. Funny story. There is a one, funny story. At one point, the ladies on uh, the ice were uh, laughing at something, and uh, they were laughing at me. Yeah, but not at you because of you, and nobody right. caught it live. I will say this on on TV, it was flawless. Well, on Twitch, because over it was on NBC ah. Sports Network. <laughs> they got in, it international in the U.S. It was only on NBC Sports Network, but internationally it was on Twitch. That's so amazing. if you happen to be one of the, uh, I think it was 400,000 people who watched it on Twitch, you you did get to see what happened. So let me set up the whole story because it is it is a pretty funny story. So I'm it, my my position at Warrior is in the penalty box. It's myself and Aaron Tress who runs the scoreboard, and between us we do the music as well. And we also had excuse me, Shelley. Picard, who was the deputy commissioner of the NWHL in there with us. She was connected by headset to the production truck. So she was getting her cues from the truck, and she would relay any instructions to myself. So before the first semifinal game on Friday night between Boston and Toronto, I get the cue, all right, go ahead, start your introductions. So I start getting into my spiel, welcome to Warrior Ice Arena. For the Isabel Cup semifinals, time to introduce the, the starting lineups. First for your Boston Pride, number 21. You know, I, I didn't do my normal, you know, drag out, hype up the Boston things because I was this was a neutral site game, so technically. So uh, number 21, Christina Putinia. And then I hear, wait, 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 they're not ready yet. So I stopped right there. And uh, everybody, luckily there were no fans in the arena. Or it might have been a bigger deal. They might have just had me go if there are fans in the arena, and they would have picked me up midstream. But since there were no fans, they had me stop. And apparently, Shelly, who had the headset on, connected to the uh, the director in the production truck, he was yelling at her, no, no, and she thought he was saying, go, go. So she said, okay, go. So she had me start again. I go through the whole spiel, announce Christina Putinia, and says, no, no, stop, stop. They're not ready yet. So now all the players on the ice are looking at us. And, and cracking up. And the third the third pause was a little longer, and she said, okay, now go. And so I started the third time, and you can catch this if you were watching the telecast. All the players were, at this point, just in hysterics. <laughs> as, I, as I start for the third time and go through the lineups, the third time was the charm. We did get it right in the third time. Because it's like, what did I, cause I thought about it in passing as I was looking. I was like, Wait, what are they saying that's that funny? Oh no, it was you that was that funny. <laughs> yeah, I was on the on the live feed. You couldn't tell because we only heard your right. introduction yeah. once. But when they started showing the pride players, I I thought that like you mispronounced someone's name on the pride, like someone you'd done their names like you know for yeah. two seasons and you mispronounced it, so they were laughing about. It. That's what I figured it was. <laughs> But I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that I just thought you know they were like oh how did he get you know so and so's name wrong yeah. he's done that for like three years now. Oh <laughs> uh, you know what I was so nervous on that Friday it wouldn't have been surprising if I would have screwed up somebody's name but luckily <laughs> I didn't and it was funny listening to the playback on Friday I had my mask on and I don't know if you all could tell but I could definitely tell and actually my phone Pam's texting me. You sound muffled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's weird because people say muffled. Uh, I pride my – listen, there's not a lot of things I do right. My ears are good when they're not in pain. That's another podcast for another time. 
Um, I pride myself in hearing things better than most. And yes, I could tell you were wearing a mask, but it wasn't like I couldn't understand every single solitary. Yeah. It, it sounded fine. It just sounded like you were wearing a mask. And on night two, in my ears, I was like, he's not wearing a mask tonight. Uh-oh. No. In trouble? <laughs> no, no, because uh, I... I listened to it when I got home because I was I got I'll be honest I was wired when I got home, so I I watched the games <laughs> and I said tomorrow I said Pam tomorrow night I'm not wearing that damn mask <laughs> and I warned everybody in the booth hey and I have to say something the mask is coming off and they're like yeah no problem and it sounded so much better on on the Saturday night not well, that I, it sounded bad on the Friday but no 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 well I was gonna say also I mean you're vaccinated. So it's like, well, and, you know, and and just to lay out the precautions, everybody who went into Warrior Ice Arena that weekend had to be tested, either with the seventy-two uh, hour test beforehand, or you know, for me, proof of vaccination was enough, and we all had to do a rapid test. All the players, all the people working for NBC, and all the the staffers. There are probably about a half dozen to ten of us who work for the Pride who were there too. So yeah, it was it was safe and yeah, I, I had no problem being in, in the penalty box with other people. I mean, the other people I knew who I knew were safe. I was gonna say it looks fun though. Um, so for, from your perspective, have you gone back and watched any of it? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched the whole thing. I got to say, I was so happy. It looked, you know, a lot was made out of the all female announcing crew. I thought they were fantastic. You know, one of the criticisms I had of the Lake Placid set up was that they had some newer announcers and the quality of announcer was uneven. Some yeah. some were very good, some were yeah. you know, a little unprofessional. Yeah. A little, you know, maybe not unprofessional, but green around green around the edges. Um but the whole production, it looked like any game you'll you'd see on NBC Sports Network. It was it was slick, it was smooth, it was it was a lot of fun to be a part of that. Which will be somewhere else next year. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, Kelly, you watched it all with me. You, uh, how, how do you feel it went? I I thought it went great. Um, I think the only thing that sucked was the the two semi semifinal games wound up being blowouts. I yeah. know I know the league was was probably hoping for you know tightly contested games to to keep you know viewers through to the end there. Um, but other than that, I I thought it was fantastic. It it looked really good. Um, you know, the it was just nice to see um, the women's game presented that way, just like uh, any other you know big profile game would have been done. I, it was it was great. I the feet the all uh, female announced crew. It's like okay, but what about the all male crew? Like why is that even in question? That just seems like a weird. Well, it's still it's still a new thing. We when was the last time there was an all female crew announcing anything on national TV? I'm just saying that there's a time for questions. That wouldn't be one of those. So. Yeah, that was fantastic. I thought they listening to them. They were fantastic, and it was it was an honor to be be a part of it. The, the hockey was a little rusty at first. A little, little uh, it's not too smooth, but. Once the games got going, I think you saw the skill in the players. And that game on Saturday, the final game, was 
was a fantastic game. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, for a while there, it was, ooh, uh, where's this going? Oh, okay, of course it does. It's been so long since Boston has had any success. It has been a long eight months since the Cannons won the uh, major. Yeah, Yeah, the Cannons, because you and five other people know the Cannons won. And then and then promptly folded the league. <laughs> not, with the, goes. not with the NWHO though, Kelly, because it is pretty much. How do I say this? It's it's officially not official, but going to be official eventually. They're expanding into Montreal. Well, unless Paul wants to correct me. No, I think, that's that's. I think it's pretty much on the nail. Did we announce that two weeks ago? I think it was off air, and I think I said it off air on purpose, so I'm kind of like... Okay, yeah, the, the rumors are, I mean, I think it's stronger than a rumor. It's all but been officially confirmed that yeah, they will be added. it's officially unofficial, but it's official. Exactly. You just haven't, you know, crossed the T's and dotted the I's. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I always say dotted the T's and crossed the I's for some reason. But they're going to be adding a seventh team in Montreal next year, so adding okay. that Canadian presence and... Uh, Continuing to expand the footprint. I don't know, Kelly. You, you, the point you always make is just just as an example. I'm getting to a point here. So take this ride with me real quick. Whenever I <laughs> I say, oh, another one of these, Kelly will look at me and go, how many fucking Batman movies do you need? I'm like, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. And I think, uh, and I know Kelly will agree with all the stuff that we mentioned before. Paul, we mentioned this stuff with uh, God. What the hell is their name? The douchebag from uh, your area, uh, 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 Barstool Sports, Portnoy asshole. Um, with all the stuff with Barstool and all the other controversies, that the game itself looked good, product looked like hockey, and like I said, NBC Sports won't be around for the next one, but. I really hope it just becomes normal and not, why is there an all-female announce crew? Like, right. I, it, it's time. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But there's no reason why somebody shouldn't be giving it a shot to latch onto what Kelly was saying. Why not? <laughs> I know why not, but why not? Um, now, if they only get rid of the transphobia in the coaching ranks, that's another story for another time. Yeah, that's, that's the latest thing. The NWHL can't seem to uh, enjoy success for too long. I don't really want to focus on it, but, you know, timing really sucks. As I'm saying how good the the, the product came off on television, you might want to – this is a league. It's a, it's a female league. It's a female league, and it's a league that is embracing faster than all the male sports were. LGBTQ and hockey for everyone. Really, really, really want to stay away from the transphobes. Just me. Just me. I mean, you know, the cancel culture thing is not real, and I'm not like, their jobs must be taken. But some classes, or maybe, maybe sit out. Maybe sit out. That's just me. Kelly, you have any final remarks on any of the NWHL stuff? No. Paul, any any closing remarks on the NWHL? Uh, just uh, the, to me, the most outstanding player of the weekend, I would have to say, was Ali Funstrom from Minnesota. Oh my oh, God, he's my favorite player. All at every time she was on the ice, all I could keep saying, I don't know how many times I said this, she is so goddamn fast. 
I'm yeah, riding on my just, boyfriend wife. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted, she wants that puck. She wants that puck if she's going to put it on net. And I loved it. Every time she stepped on the ice, I was like, there she is. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, and um, I didn't realize who um, Paul helped me. Um, her her um, her age became the story oh. on NBC, and I'm, her name. Speaking of, speaking of names, I screwed up. I did screw it up on Friday. How dare you? Winnie Bro Brown. Yes, yes. Forty-three At years old. Forty-three, and I'm like bullshit. <laughs> no to put way. Put that in perspective. The oldest player on the Pride is thirty. Well, I mean, this, these are ladies that never got this, – this is it, man. And some of them will be retiring before soon. I'm glad they're – and I know the pay is crap, but I'm glad there's an avenue. Personally, that's just me. There's an option if you want to keep playing. You don't have to just you have them up to. after college. And like I said, with the changing of the guard, that finally officially, like the old – like they were still kind of working there, and they finally left left. Maybe that opens the avenue, some, some avenues back up. I mean, some good news coming down the pike would be helpful. Uh, I do want to say, uh, somebody said, why didn't they say more about Barstool? I think ignoring them was perfect. Just ignore them. They'll go away. They'll go away and they'll mo- move on to somebody else. Who cares? Move on. Yeah, no one, no one cares about them except for people on the Internet. And guess what? The majority of people who tuned in and watched that on TV – have no idea what Barstool is, and they're better for it. Yes, that's just about to say. I'll I'll bring it up outside of somebody who sits on social media, and they're like, what the hell is Barstool? I'm like, exactly. That's all I needed to hear. Point taken. Perfect point. Perfect, perfect point. Never mind. Uh, I mean, I think that came came from at the beginning. It was any publicity was good publicity. So they latched on to whatever they could. But now we can afford to be a little more selective and a little more proactive in their message. Did we ever get a ratings report? Because I know Twitch was around 400. That's what I saw. I haven't, I've been searching for it because I want to know how many damn people heard me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because Twitch it. was like over 400,000, and that was just international. Right. So, so even if you match that, it's like, hey, almost a million people heard me on TV. Let's look this up live. Uh, well, if you find something, you did better than me because I haven't been able to find it in a week. <laughs> nope, nothing new. And it's probably, let's face it, is it going to hit NHL numbers? Probably not, but um, I doubt that it was the worst thing on NBC. Hey, and when you look at the numbers that the women's basketball tournament just did, their their ratings were up significantly. It's it, There's a market out there for all of these sports. It's we're not just driving in a two-lane highway anymore. There's, no, no, not There's at all. so many options, and the, these other sports, the women's sports, especially the bigger women's sports, need to be need to have a home. They need to have a place. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's nobody's saying you have to watch it. I the people that are offended, like how dare that you you could watch anything you'd like, you know. But it not with the access to twenty-four hour online capability. And all these networks that pop up and go away and pop up and go away. And there's somewhere. Find a home somewhere. It's ridiculous not to. Um, but speaking of, uh, you know, things that people don't hear on the Internet, this thing we all know about. 
COVID nineteen. We've purposely not talked about heard of it. No. Oh <laughs> boy, do I have news for you. <laughs> See this scar on the top of my nose? It's my COVID scar. <laughs> huh? I have to wear a mask all day, every day at work. Oh, that's right. You wear a hardcore one where you don't wear one of those uh, cloth ones that I'm like, oh, excuse me, I have to go for a walk. Um, so, uh, which, by the way, coolest ma- shout out to the Kelly, oh my God, help me, the Sioux City Stampede, Sioux nope. Falls Stampede. Sioux Falls Stampede. Sioux Falls Stampede. Every year, even this year, during COVID, have wiener dog races for one of their games. And not only do they have wiener dog races, they change their names to the fighting wieners. And not only do they change their names to the fight, yes, double entendre accepted. Not only do they change their name, they wear their jerseys. Not only do they wear their jerseys, they change all the signage outside and inside the arena to the fighting wieners. They embrace the wiener dog thing for a day 100% across the board. I've been to that arena where they play. Uh, well, so I'll be going when there's wiener dog races because I'm going to need to go there. Uh, and they don't have just – We're going to adopt all the wiener dogs. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's the problem. And Kelly knows when we go, probably going to get two or three. Um, yeah, relationship be damned, get us some wieners. That was a terrible sound bite, and I'm adding that to the highlight. So, no, but not only do they have one race, they have races in between all of the periods. So it's Heat 1, Heat 2 final. And the mask that Kelly got me is what the logo is uh, on their jersey, and it's in the wash right now, but I can't see it. But it's just a mean wiener dog going, ah. It's a badass looking thing. I love it. The jersey's awesome. The puck is awesome. And uh, so, shout out to the Sioux Fall uh, Stampede, or as I will only refer to them, the Sioux Fall uh, Fighting Wieners. Um, but yes, things we've heard of COVID. COVID is surging again in the NHL, where we thought that maybe people got the hint and it was going to die down and people were going to take it seriously. Not that it was done on purpose, but there's uh, been a little bit of a flare up in Vancouver. To at a point to a point where about twelve or more players, yes, six players, sixteen, sixteen players. I was being generous. Sixteen players were on the protocol list for the Vancouver Canucks. I did read a report, and I do want to say this: the original report was that nurses were sent to their homes. To Mister Ivy, I heard that was not true. Oh, that's good. I heard that was not true. Not to explain it down, because it's still goddamn coronavirus, but that nobody on the team got that sick, staff staff or otherwise. That's what I heard. Now, I don't know it's the NHL, so I'm not like, uh, which one's bullshit. Yeah, um, the NHL, where, where uh, you know, a, a severe spinal cord injury is called upper body. <laughs> upper body, yeah, that's right. Um, which I, have a, I actually have a question for you uh, about our uh, opposing teams uh, in a second. After this, uh, but it got to a point where the NHL had to send out another communication to the players, going, "Hey, got some rules that we're not following. You might want to do that." Do you see at this point, especially a company organization running America, where it stops? You know what? I'm going to go to Kelly first because she loves the NHL so much. 
What was? What, what, Do you think the NHL is going to take a seat back, or you think they're just going to plow ahead? Like, what oh, do you careful. feel about all this? Are you kidding? They're plowing ahead. <laughs> what do you feel yeah. about all this? This 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 late into the game, Kel? I I mean, it, I didn't want it to happen, but, uh, but I'm not surprised by it. Um, I was surprised that it was Vancouver. Um, it, it's been very quiet uh, up north right. of the border. Right. Just, it's but um, and uh, and BC was definitely one of the provinces that was like was holding out and playing hardball with the NHL. They didn't they didn't want to agree to whatever the NHL was proposing um, back before the season started. Like, this, this isn't enough. It's not going to, you know, whatever, whatever their arguments were, they were one of the, one of the areas was like, no, we're not going to, you're not going to, we're not going to, you know, provide an, uh, a bubble arena thing or whatever, you know, based on what you're proposing. Um, so it, it sucks to see, but it, it isn't surprising. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine and, uh, you know, with Easter, uh, Easter weekend, and, and it's been, you know, it's Passover. Um, I, you know, I I get it. People are exhausted or tired. It just, you know, you just want some kind of some kind of break. Um, but you know, viruses can't tell time. So, I, mean, I I would also like a break. I mean, technically, I'll be getting my break, and you and I will be getting our break in about three weeks' time from this moment. We'll be fully vaccinated. And not that we're going to be taking a step back from protocols, but we can go, perhaps I won't die from this, and I'll still die from the heart disease I'm going to get. Uh, I heard somebody laugh. I'm not sure who that was. (laughs) Okay, Paul. You know what I'm talking about. Um, That's enough room for both of us, pal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm self-deprecating. I like to – I'm self-aware, guys. You know, whatever. By the way, Kelly, those uh, uh, cheesesteaks I make with those rolls that you got, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, more like a roast beef sandwich, but I'm not going to complain. Um, but, yeah, I just uh, – I, I try to be sympathetic because, you know, it's still – they got to do – they got to work like we got to work. In the same pandemic, you know, it's like, do your job, stop, do your do your damn job. Your job is to play games and go home and not get anybody sick at home. Take it, Paul. Yeah, I don't know how how to blame when an outbreak happens like that because we see that with the regular flu every year. You see it go through. Oh, sure, yeah. So, but yeah, like you said, one one player not following the protocols can mess up an entire team. And the Canucks are not alone. I think the Canucks may be the most severe example, but, geez, even a couple of weeks ago, Boston had five guys on the Flyers. Yeah. Weeks ago, before the, the before we played you guys outdoors and got our bus handed to us, there was like four, five or six. Yeah. Go home! I, you know, I'm not... I get it. You're, Kelly, Kelly, what were you saying at the beginning of the season when Ovi was getting sick? And when Ovi and the three Russians got sick, and you were bringing up like you can't get these guys to stop. They're young kid. They're young men that are never going to stay put. Well, I mean, not not to speak in complete generalities, but um, yeah, well, I mean, it, they're they're young kids for the most part. It's it's young kids, and it'll you know. 
just based on when you went to school, right? Everyone follows the rules for about a month, and then and then you start you start pushing at the edges, yeah. finding out where that border, where that line is, yeah. where you, what you can get away with and what you can't, and then just pure pure boredom. I mean, for the most part, right. these guys are are millionaires at the very least, right? And and they've just been sitting in hotel rooms when they're on the road. And I think they're that's not supposed to go point. anywhere or do anything. <laughs> You're on the road, stay in your own room, don't go see your buddies that you're hanging out with, you're sitting next to in the arena that you're in contact with in practice, but yeah, right. and you're in the hotel. But you can't breathe on them in the hotel. <laughs> that makes no sense. That makes sense. In their defense, that made no sense. But they were, they play, they're already together. Matt says it's from people importing monkeys at the airport. Wonderful reference. Probably. I, it's from the movie Outbreak, guys. It's uh, Dustin Hoffman. God, Dustin Hoffman, Morgan Friedman, Kevin Spacey. We don't talk about him anymore. Um, Rene Russo. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Well, I mean, he did. Never mind. Different yeah. podcast. Never mind. Never mind. You don't screw Sometimes with people. Cancel culture is appropriate. You, you, you don't screw with people from the the show Rent, okay? But, yeah, it's uh, not blaming anybody. I just want to be clear, not blaming. You can't blame anybody for that kind of thing, but it makes you wonder, like, I, I saw somebody say that the NHL is kind of looking back going, is it really worth it? Worth it? Well, you're in this hole now, Gary. Of course, of course it's worth it. They, they signed whatever the contract was for the TV, the US TV or whatever it is. That's, that's true. That's right. the only number. That's the only number that they care about. You're well, correct. without that, I mean, they probably wouldn't have a season without that contract because absolutely, uh, that's the only money, real money coming in right now. I was explaining right. at the beginning of all this is of all the four major sports, one of the things I kept bringing up that I saw the report was of all the four major sports, the four major sports in America, quote unquote. And I'm saying centered in America, not talking about the Premier League that is obviously not run by an American organization, uh, as far as I know. No. Um, sarcasm. Uh, because they technically did it better than us. I know, shocking. Um, the NHL needs the TV money, which still blows my mind. Of all Because, you know, this summer I argued with a burner account of John Middleton for the Phillies about – a guy who's worth two billion saying we had to cut payroll during a pandemic. I'm like, wait, we're too, huh? And the NHL saying, well, we need these this money to run. I'm like, but you're, and Kelly, that's when you pointed out the owners don't actually care. <laughs> I mean, it, this is a, a league that's underplayed head injuries, and you know, <laughs> it's. Okay. You're, you're expecting suddenly that they're going to be the uh, the morality beacon in all of this. It's not going to happen. No, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't see. I really hope that everybody's okay. Vancouver. The point I was going to make was Vancouver can't seem to catch a break. I mean, even you, Kelly, were just pushing this team like they look really good and look at all the guys. Basically, you said Caps West, like L.A. Kings used to be Flyers West when they were in the Cups, uh, but better. And then they completely came out of the gate flat. 
And now they got this. It's like, well, man, it's just it ain't Vancouver's year. That's just <laughs> just ain't their year. Uh, before we go, and I said it was going to be a quick one. We're actually living up to it, unless I've forgotten uh, anything. Well, COVID is actually not just hitting the NHL. Uh, it's hitting the Frozen Four. That's right. You say you said UMass, yeah. UMass uh, has four players who are now ineligible to play in the Frozen Four because of COVID, positive COVID tests, including one of their goalies. So their equipment manager has to play backup goalie now. <laughs> that might work out. How old's the equipment manager? Uh, he's a student, obviously. So you sure about he that? <laughs> he would have to be to be able to play. That's very good. Good point. <sighs> Nobody, listen. So anybody, you better hope it don't go to a five overtime game. <laughs> Maybe it'd be a Bobby Boucher. The best sports that I've oh, watched. Didn't so, that, oh, go ahead, Kelly. Go ahead. No, I was, um, didn't that that happened in the the five overtime game? The 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 one goalie he he took himself out. I oh, that's was, right. Really? I think the, he was like completely dehydrated. The other dehydrated. The, the other kid came in and played what wound up being maybe. Half a period or so. It's like ten minutes, maybe. But like, I think I think he was struggling with dehydration for like a period oh. before he was like, I can't, I can't do this right. Now. Like the was, other guy's got to be better than me. <laughs> it was the North Dakota Minnesota Duluth game, I believe. I think so. Yeah. And it was that last overtime where he tried, and then the play stopped. He's like, I, I can't stand up. I got to get the hell out of here. Wow. Because he was just – all the water was out of his butt. He had no water left. He probably crammed yeah, I, don't know how many, yeah. I don't know how many saves he made. Uh, something ridiculous. 70, 80? I think it was like 70 that. before the fifth overtime. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, that was a – well, I was about to say, just to tack on to what you said, Kelly, the best sports I've watched, and I'm talking about NCAA – I'm talking about basketball and hockey, uh, has been the NCAA – <laughs> uh, uh, tournaments uh, since the year 2021 started. Um, the Frozen Four gave us, I mean, the NCAA hockey almost gave us the five overtimes, right? The longest game in NCAA hockey history. The uh, NCAA women's game that we watched, Kelly, who was it? It was the Longhorns and uh, Baltimore. Maryland. Yeah, the Maryland, the Maryland, that game was great. Again, the, the, the game that was won on that last shot, luckily by Gonzaga, like what? <laughs> that women's semifinal between uh, was it South Carolina and I forget who they played. Was it yeah Stanford? Four oh, lead cha- four lead changes in the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we two did right as the Longhorns started coming back, and and then Maryland didn't score again. It was like oh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. Uh, yeah, so the NCAA, as much as I loathe the organization, the organization itself, and I think, I don't think either three of us would disagree. Kind of a shitty organization. Uh, the players have been given us, uh, entertainment that we sh- they should be paid for. Which, start there and work your way forward. <laughs> uh, hey, Kelly, uh, no, not Kelly, you were not a Boston Bruins fan. Hey, uh, Paul, to end the, uh, the show this week, uh, what the hell was Marshan mad about last night? Oh, um, in the overtime. Why was he mad and why is he wrong? <laughs> That's how I was going to ask the question. <laughs> well, he got pulled down when he was trying to get back on defense on that, what ended up being the game-winning goal. Can, 
he, was no, he wasn't going to be anywhere near the playoffs. No, that's why I was laughing at him. He was getting mad. I'm like, you were four miles away, bro. You weren't catching up. You were, you were two full zones away from the play. You're not that quick, Brad. Uh, that's, the time, I, that's the time he goes for a change, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, see, he was getting ready to get off. <laughs> Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick. If Nolan, First of all, if Nolan Patrick's taking you down, don't say anything to the ref. Don't say anything. Because everybody's like, Patrick did? I like Nolan Patrick, but tough? No. But not that, not hitting Brad, you know what I mean. The last guy that would be holding Brad Marchand down should be Nolan Patrick. Uh, and number one. And number two, he was so bad. I'm like, he has no luck against this team anymore. Zero. He has zero luck because he overskated the puck right before COVID last year. And then <laughs> last night he was like, ah! <laughs> I was dying. I think you would agree, uh, Paul, the officiating for this series, the last two games, has been garbage. They've been missing so much on both accounts. And, and it's funny because you look at the power plays they're calling, you're like, they've called a lot, but there's so much that they're not calling. And then they're immediately calling on the other team. It's like, I don't, I can't even watch this. I, I'm not watching anyway because the Flyers, I know, I'm so sad. Are you but, claiming that there are makeup calls being made? What? No, Tim Peel would never reveal that and retire early on uh, planned. Kelly can't be found anywhere on social media, but say goodbye, Kelly. Goodbye, Kelly. No. Follow Obey the Puck at Obey the Puck Show. Paul, that's on Twitter. On Facebook, it's Obey the Puck. Paul, where can people follow you? Puckman R.I. Follow me. All social media platforms. Danlow83. An old middle school friend found me today. Middle school, elementary friend. I know this person. I knew this person like 12 years all of a sudden. Did you used to live on... I was like, yeah, that's me. Oh, my God. So they found me, Danlaw83. All they had to do... Like, I found you on a Google search. I'm like, that's either really good or bad. I don't want to know. Uh, VOCNation.com. If you go to your podcast app or Spotify, type in VOC Nation Radio Network. Don't skip the commercials. It helps. Thanks. I get pennies, but pennies that go right into the piggy bank. Penny, piggy bank. Um, but follow everybody, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Twitch, if you're watching later, if you're watching live, go to the YouTube channel, it's DanLaw83. For Paul Baker and Kelly Levy, I'm Dan Calchico, the above average speed. We'll see you in two weeks. Good night. Hey, this is a total package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stroh Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? 
General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Blu-ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.